Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Well, hello again, everybody. We're back with another episode of the Dr. Dad's Podcast. Uh, my brother, David Wardy, how are you, buddy? I'm amazing, man. It's winter. It's cold. I enjoy this time of year. You're actually, you're actually cold down there. I'm surprised. It's, it's getting a bit chilly, which I like. It's amazing. Well, I had, a, I had a scarf, and I'm still wearing my jacket, as you commented on before, and it's partly because our AC is working, but our heat is not working, so it's actually cold in our Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, we, we talk so much about, you know, different things to do to, to take care of your health, and, and one of our guests today is, is amazing because she's going to give us insight on things to be proactive with our health so we can be sort of do some foreshadowing so we can look forward to um, you know what's potentially to come and how do we uh, how do we change the trajectory of our health uh, as we age so we're gonna talk about DNA what do you think about that it's exciting I haven't done it yet so I'm actually really eager to just kind of hear more about it I've heard tons of podcasts about it I've read stuff so this is this is gonna be good man Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, let me let me start off by introducing Dr. Lois Nahirni. She was uh, she is the president and chief executive officer of a company called DNA Power, and she just helped me walk me through actually my first test. So we might use me as a bit of a, a, a topic of discussion. So she's passionate in empowering people uh, to make smarter diet, fitness, and health decisions based on their unique genetic makeup. She sees DNA as the foundational information each person should have to inform their wellness and believes in focusing on the genes, the most important for prevention with regards to health. So Lois has identical twins adopted from Vietnam and one's in fact transgender, which is going to be part of her story, which I can't wait for her to share with everyone. Uh, And this led to a fascination in understanding uh, the role DNA has to play in our health. So she solved years of personal health problems by discovering a simple vitamin weakness in her genes and committed to bringing this knowledge to others. So Dr. Nahirni brings over 25 years of global experience as a senior corporate executive to her role as a biotech entrepreneur, which is a definitely budding and an amazing uh, aspect of, um, of health and, and global influence, and it's making massive transformations all, in all different departments. She's, she has a doctorate in business, And she's been recognized with numerous awards, including Canada's Most Powerful Women. That's amazing. Top 100 Influential Women in Business and the BC Medal of Good Citizenship. She currently lives in North Vancouver with her family, dog, two cats, loves yoga, hiking, and travel. Lois, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Dads. I'm absolutely delighted to be here, so thank you. Yeah, well, tell you what, we, we usually start off the podcast with getting a little bit of your story, and you've got a very unique one, and it ties into the, the company that you're part of, DNA Power. So please introduce yourself uh, through your eyes and, and share how this came to be. Sure. Well, I uh, have the privilege of being an adoptive parent, and uh, 18 years ago, Um, heard about these identical twins in Vietnam and just uh, knew they were meant for us. Long story there, but in in short, in five days notice, we were given the okay to adopt these children, flew on a plane, and and I've been uh, blessed uh, to live in twindemonium ever since. 
Um, and so I had this uh, situation where I've got these, these identical twin girls uh, in my home. And when one of my daughters was age three was the very first time she asked me why she wasn't a boy. And I thought that was, you know, just curious. And, uh, and she asked me again then when she was age four. I thought, well, that's unusual. And then again at age five. And I thought, okay, this child is somewhere else on the spectrum. You know, let her be whoever she chooses to be. And so she was our tomboy and the other daughter was our princess. But I started reading a lot and, and studying genetics just to understand if, when you've got identical genes, how is it that you can have such varied and different uh, personalities and actually traits coming out uh, in the kids. So I'd had a fascination for it and read a lot about twins, etc. And um, when uh, my kids were, you know, several years older, I was at this function with um, uh, a cousin of mine who's a Canadian bodybuilding champion. And she says, you know what, there's this new DNA testing, you've got to try it, you've got adopted kids, you need to find out about them, you know, that's and, and you can learn a lot about their, their diet, their health and fitness. So I said, sure, sure, I'll try it out. So we did the results, got them back. And the thing that shocked me or surprised me was in my results, I looked at them and went, that's unusual. There's, I've got some genetic weaknesses in some vitamin areas. Now to pause there and roll the tape back, I, um, I've been a corporate executive and was working in a pretty you know, international, highly active job traveling around the world and I started to get really sick and I've always been pretty I've been healthy I eat well etc exercise but while I looked good on the surface I was starting to really crumble I was getting chronic fatigue exhausted all the time no amount of sleep would help um, I had restless leg syndrome do you know where your vi your limbs vibrate at night it affects your sleep um, I had severe periods issues with my hormones I had weight gain and the thing that was scaring me the most was I couldn't pull a full breath. So every time I went to breathe, I was short of breath. And I just intuitively knew it wasn't asthma or anything else. But what else are you going to do? I started going to doctors. And I spent four years going to doctors. I went to asthma specialists. I had every test you can possibly have done on your lungs, bronchial tests. I had CT scans. I had x-rays. I I, I did a full body MRI trying to see if there were sinister tumors lingering in my body that we couldn't find. Um, I uh, was to uh, oncologists. I went to uh, gynecologists and, and we didn't find anything. When I got the DNA results, it was curious to me that again, I had these genetic weaknesses specifically in vitamin Bs and I'd never taken vitamins particularly in life or I was erratic, but it was when I hiked because I do like mountain climbing and hiking, I wouldn't have any breath problems, which seemed odd when you're, you know, climbing Kilimanjaro and going to be at, at altitude issues. So I thought, well, that's again, why would it be that I can breathe there? And here's, I've got this sign that I might have problems with, with vitamins. And I put it together that when I went on trips, I would super supplement. I would take, you know, emergency packages, drink like five of them a day, just because I didn't like the taste of the water and realized I, when, as soon as I supplemented, I felt fine. Long story now short, I have to supplement with methylated vitamin Bs every day and all my health symptoms go away. So within two to four weeks, after four years of health issues, I was better. And I went, oh my God, how could it be that simple? And uh, I ended up, um, bought the company and I've been doing that since. What an incredible story. That's amazing. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm getting okay. I'm getting feedback. Okay, I'm sorry. That's an amazing story. Um, 
And I can't help but wonder, like Nick always says, uh, there, there's so many variants with, with people and we're just, it's these crazy gaps and unknowns for so many. And I mean, what a, what a lens to look through to kind of dial in with all this stuff, right? Well, that's what we, that's what we really focus on. We, my whole thing was how can we, you know, I love data. What's the quantified self? How can I learn more about myself? Because there was so little information for me to go on other than a physical test and blood work. That was it. When I got my DNA, suddenly I had genetic code related to the most important day-to-day factors because it wasn't some rare disease that I was dealing with. It was just common ways that our body functions. And so what, what we like to do is specialize on what's all the information that it would be great to know about your body to help you eat better, exercise better, and manage some of the environmental influences that we know epigenetically can keep you healthy. So that's really where we really want to focus on just this preventative health piece. Well, that's really interesting to me. One of the things I, I really like to talk about with my patients and I do a lot of work with is glandular or metabolic typing. And, you know, you see these variants of what we see like nutritional absorption issues with certain glandular types mm-hmm. and even postural weaknesses and things like that. And I'm sure there's got to be some kind of DNA that plays into those metabolic types. And I wonder if there's any similarities there. There probably is. It's into a different area. You know, we look at some, at some of the genetics related to, in addition to food, we will look at detoxification hormones, which would have some link, uh, methylation and inflammation. So those, there's, we really focus on genes that have been well studied and published that we know that if you have this variation, you've got a higher predisposition to, to a particular outcome. So there's going to be links, you know, again, we're, a, we're an integrated system. And so, you, you know, anytime you can get data on any one of those parts, it can help inform some of the other areas. So I would assume there's some good links, but that's a, a new area for me. Yeah. You know, you said something so important that, that I think, or I hope that listeners really tune into and that, that is in telling your story, you said, you know, everything looked fine on the surface. Like how many people are walking around? Everything's fine. You know, they're dealing with symptoms here and there. They're kind of more annoyances than they are anything else, but they're not necessarily enough for people to, to seek help. And then things got bad enough for you that you went to every doctor, you, you looked, you know, in every nook and cranny, you, you, you know, you, you addressed everything that you possibly could have. And then the focus became so specific to lungs that it almost had nothing to do with the lungs. It's just where your body was deciding to play out this inflammation. And so... I would love for you to sort of you know, speak to that because obviously you've seen a lot of people in similar situations where there's, there's something that's off. It just keeps getting worse over time. And then eventually they looked at the underlying process and then, you know, you took some methylated B vitamins and it had a profound effect on your health. I would love for you to dive into that a little bit more. And you know what that I, I'm sure that's what you're seeing in your practice as well. People who are progressively getting worse, not feeling that bad, but not enough to quite know what to go and ask. A doctor for and we know that with um, our most of our medical systems they're illness based and so you know how ill do you have to be and then what research can you do on that um, but that's absolutely who we see we see both people who want to retain their health and know where they might run into areas because we know that where your genetics are weak we've seen because you know we've been doing this for over 10 years that that's the places where it will tend to manifest in the body that you're more likely to have problems in those areas And so if you can get a window into that, that just gives you a leg up on how do you start addressing it. 
But the majority of people we're seeing are starting to be those who aren't feeling well in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, and suddenly are putting on weight and don't really understand why, because they haven't changed that much. And they say, well, it's, guess it's my metabolism slowing down. Your metabolism doesn't have to slow down. You're just doing things that have kind of burdened it long enough that now it is. You can write that. You, you really, you can get that weight off. You can get your metabolism back. There's a lot of things that you can be doing. So some of it is just understanding which things work best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of things that, that you, you went through my test and some of the things that, that we teach, you know, we teach fasting, we teach detox, we teach ketosis, we teach on changing your macronutrients and all of that's fantastic. And it's a, they're all foundational tools that we teach, but, or, and some people just don't do as well. And there's certain genes that determine that. Can you, can you speak to some of those genes that you're looking at that affect metabolism, maybe someone's ability to utilize fat as a fuel versus carbohydrates and those kind of things? Absolutely. The first section on our report that we look at is carbs, fats, proteins, we're looking at H, uh, your cholesterols, uh, insulin, and the factors that affect your macronutrients. So that's the starting point. And so when someone says to me, oh, I'm on a low-carb diet or I'm on a low-fat diet, I always think, ah, it depends whether you should be doing that. I, and, and for me, the answer is always it depends on your DNA. And we see people come in who have been on the wrong diets all their, you know, most of their life because they were just raised that carbs are bad or fats are bad. And when we show them their DNA and show them, we do kind of green and red. And so you've got a lot of red in a panel that shows that maybe this might be an area of, inter- of concern. And so, you know, we'll have people who have been, Oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm on a, I only believe in low carbs and we'll show them they have perfectly good carbohydrate genes or vice versa. You know, keto is the kind of the big diet fad right now. And we've seen some pretty sick people uh, where after a while it really does impact the body. It can be a fantastic diet for people. And there's some people it's not so good. You know, we're all, we're ends of one. We are just, you know, one person and your collection of genes will have an impact. So the macronutrients is absolutely the very first place that we look at to help guide people. Is there a particular blend of fats, carbs, and proteins that is better for you genetically? The other area actually we looked at as well for you with, you know, Nick is um, the other critical one is lactose and gluten. And we know that the majority of people aren't, are not you, you don't retain the lactose di, you know metabolism gene after age three or four, uh, but we've been raised with that particularly in North American society. And lactose we find is probably the biggest culprit for many people that we see. That is because they don't have uh, that that particular gene to support it, that they'll have weight gain or inflammation. Um, we'll have people who think they've got arthritis, and we pull the lactose out of their diet and you know, suddenly the, that inflammation takes it away and they, and they lose those symptoms. So those are kind of some of the easy ones along with vitamins. And so we can look at the entire, you know, genetic suite of vitamin areas uh, and minerals and which ones you're strong and weak in. And our ancestors developed different strengths and weaknesses based on the part of the world that they were living in. I suspect my weak vitamin Bs are because it was just too much in the diet of my ancestors and they needed to downregulate it. So I inherited down-regulated B genes, and that's, I, I need to be boosting it because I need more in terms of, uh, I'm not getting it in the food that, um, that I'm eating. Yeah, that's amazing information. David, I want to hear your thoughts on that because, I mean, you see that with patients too, where some do really great on like keto and fasting and all that stuff, and then others, it's, it's kind of, there's roadblocks along the way. So speak to that. 
you know, it's interesting as she's talking, I'm thinking like this needs to be part of like an initial assessment because, you know, we talk about being outside of the box, but it, it kind of feels like this is the starting line and you got to kind of like customize everything based off a little bit of this. And, you know, there might be some variance of, of the, re the response that the patient's having, but I mean, we talk about gaps all the time, right? Like you got to find these gaps in your health and like, this is an incredible way just to use DNA because I've actually never seen it this way. I've always seen this whole ancestry way. And even the one Diego had wasn't as specific. If I was peeking at yours, Nick, if you don't mind, but I'm excited to order mine actually already. But it, like you're saying, like it could be a vitamin issue, right? It could be a protein issue. I mean, just talking about macros and stuff or detox capacity. Yes. I mean, all these things that we preach about you're saying is great, but like, you see this amazing, sometimes people respond really well, like you're saying, Nick, and other ones just come along a lot slower. And I think this would just help at the front end so many people as an initial investment to understand that the journey they're going to take to improve their health, that this needs to be one of their starting points. Well, that's it's, exactly it's, what we find, David, is that th this is the first piece of information you should have when you're working on your health, it's not the only piece. You still need to do, especially if you're not feeling well, you're gonna need the blood work and you will maybe wanna do a urine test or have some other tests done. But if you've got your DNA first, it points you at where the genetic weaknesses are and where you probably wanna start looking because your other tests are a point in time. Your blood work, as you know, is a point in time. Uh, same with your urine and that'll, it might not give you the, the full picture and so the, we find that the DNA gives you the, the place, the ballparks to maybe look in. Could, is it, do we think it's, nutri is it macronutrient or, or micronutrient based? Is there some other uh, food sensitivities uh, through weaker genetics that might be impacting? We, we really as well use this hormone detoxification, methylation and inflammation panel, because if you've got weak genes in those areas, that can be a challenge as well. Um, and so that just gives you, it just gives you a place to look. And if you are healthy, then you still want to get it done because it says, okay, these are the five things would be most important. If I could change something in my health, because it's sometimes hard to do a wholesale change. Here are the three to five things that could have the biggest impact for me over my lifetime. And the other cool thing about DNA testing is you only do it once. So it doesn't change. It's the map you inherited. And then it's how you layer on lifestyle tells your genes how to react and so that's called epigenetics and epigenetics is essentially i use a model called invest so i is what is your intention how can you and actually your thought nutrition um, vitamins exercise sleep and stress and toxins so those are the elements that you need to look at in terms of managing your lifestyle and if you manage all of those well your weak genes just don't turn on. They just don't, there's kind of an on off or they upregulate, downregulate. What you want to do is keep them downregulated with your strong genes doing the job that they should be doing. Well said. I couldn't have put it any better. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to speak to that because a lot of people, you know, even myself, you know, prior to doing this test, I keep, I keep thinking, well, is there a role for DNA testing when everything has, it comes down to lifestyle management? gut microbiome, you know, your stressors and, and the epigenetic pathways. And let's just put our attention there. And what I realized by doing this test was that, well, in fact, there's areas where I definitely need to put a little bit more attention and areas where I'm not really as concerned about. And so, yeah, when you, when you said 
that before that this could be or should be a starting point, it makes sense because all the recommendations are going to go, well, where are those three or four really problematic areas that your body needs extra focus, extra support, extra help on? So I love, uh, I love that David that hit that point home too. It's, it's a, you know, it's going to change how we practice in our, in our clinic as well, mm -hmm. because it has yeah, to start. I, and, I, it, and if you're okay with me sharing some of your results, yeah, I mean, when I got good. your results, Nick, it was like, uh, and I, you know, you were teasing your wife about this. I mean, you've really got great macronutrient genes. You're actually yeah. one of those people who can get away with eating most foods, but lactose may play a bigger role over time. Salt and blood pressure are, are, could be a challenge over time if you don't look after your health. Mm -hmm. um, and you have um, inflammation genes that could play a role. And so knowing that, you know, you want to be staying, you know, detoxifying, managing your methylation, um, keeping that, your, your body really clean and healthy. And then we also saw a few vitamin areas that it wouldn't hurt to be supporting. And I think you're already, do, you, you already were doing that. So that's great. But it just reinforces why that's important for you. Yeah. Yeah. David, did you hear that? They're, they're, my genes were amazing. So when, when you get yours done... <laughs> It's not a competition, <laughs> but I had that thought as I was looking over them. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how this plays out. But you know, Nick, since we're on this topic, though, I'm curious. So you've been working on a lot of different things over the past, like, what, five years, like more intensely with some of the stuff, the practices you have for your health. And then you've looked at this test. Is there any correlations that you saw there? Like, wow, I've been actually been working a little bit more on these things and I have felt a lot better. Did you see anything that you could probably? Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because everything that, that Lewis just spoke to, like the, the higher prevalence for blood pressure issues, um, I, might, I don't metabolize caffeine very well, do I, uh, no, Lewis? No, you're kind of a 50-50 on that yeah, one. So yeah. you have to be careful. Totally. And, and then the inflammatory one was, was the one that comes up because for me, I, as growing up, I was always the, the atopic kid with allergies, asthma, eczema. And I know when I get out of balance, the first thing to show up is inflammation in my skin. And so, and it's those things. It's like, if I, you know, drink too much coffee, if I don't sleep well, like inflammation starts to, to rear its head. And a lot of things that I've been doing over the last few years has been increasing NAD levels and doing other anti-aging type strategies and the, the methylated bees and lots of IV therapy and that kind of stuff. And when I'm on point with those things in my lifestyle practices, like smooth sailing, I don't actually need to take a lot of vitamins as, as Lois uh, showed me in my, in my genetic testing and comparatively to, to maybe someone else or even Sonia for that matter. Um, so yeah, it was really a testament to what I was already doing. And, and, and on Sonia's test too, she noticed as well that a lot of the things that seem like staples for her because of her self-experimentation, she's now realized that she has to go back to them. And those are the things that are really making a difference in her health. And, she, and now we, we get to fine tune things even more specifically for her. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it was interesting to see uh, what we know has worked in the past has actually been something that we need to focus on. And, then, and now, now we've got a lot more intention with it uh, in doing the test. Yeah, and it was interesting, you know, because I'm looking at your test, I saw really good results, but the inflammation one was really quite pronounced. And you have two weak um, interleukin-6 uh, genes, which really do have a, a strong correlation to inflammation. And so that made sense that as a, as a young person that, you know, with if you were doing things that were out of balance, you will see it flare up in different, in different ways. So we really do see a strong correlation when someone's having health issues, we can look at the genetics and go, yeah, 
it's probably this is likely the area it's happening. You've got a you've got weaker hormone uh, genetics, and that's probably causing some of these other issues. Uh, you know, we do work with a lot of people on fertility and other and getting this hormone balance because our food supply has just mm -hmm. it, we have so many hormones and antibiotics in our meats. Uh, I, you know, a, a terrible thing to say is that our we fatten all of our meat. Our, it, it, you could actually see that our meat is it, it's almost like eating it's like eating obese animals, and so some of that carries through in a way into our bodies. It's not as healthy as it could be, and so that can have an impact both the, the obesity of the animals because we fatten them up before you know bringing them to market, and many other issues just in in the whole how that industry works, but then the antibiotics and the hormones. And so that's carrying through into our bodies. It is having an impact. It's, it's causing us to be out of balance. And I'm sure you see quite a lot of that in your practice. And when I see people with very red, that you know, poor, uh, weaker hormone genetics, I know that they're going to be out of balance and they're going to have to eat a super clean diet, really have to watch for organics, making sure there's no, they're using uh, glass, not plastics, and just trying to, to manage uh, chemicals and in their makeup and in their home environment because those particular genes are could be compromised and then it could cause a knock-on effect and then you just don't always know where it's going to rise in the body and that's the thing remembering that we're an organism you, you know you've got a weak spot but where does it emerge and so again that's what I do love about the DNA is it gives you kind of a window to try and target where it might be coming from well and for you know I'm thinking as you're talking what a great thing for parents to do for their children. Like you said, it only has to be done once. And like, this should be probably done what in the first year, just so you already have a game plan coming out of the gates. We and that's so, it's so important now, right? In this day and age, like our kids need a head start. It's almost because they're, they're from generations, we're getting sicker, right? We talk about this, these epigenetic factors getting worse and worse as time passes and, and I tell my patients all the time, like, we have to work harder than our parents did on making sure that we're, we're giving our children what they need. We have to work so much harder uh, than our parents did for our kids and for ourselves. So we're now living in an age of toxicity. And so we are, in, we are, we are either living in um, toxicity, where there's too much, or in deficiency, too little. And our food supply now, if you study soil, our soils are, have been compromised and are much weaker because of the glyphosates and the, and the chemicals that have been put on them. So they don't have the organisms and the biodiversity that fuels the food to give the nutrients. I mean, they say on average, our food can be up to 50% less in terms of nutrition than it was you know, 40 years ago. Um, so you've got less nutrition in the food. Um, you, we've got more, you know, toxic exposure, uh, we're just not getting the nutrients that we should. So right now, illness and this explosion of chronic disease, which is seven out of 10 deaths now is chronic disease. It's, it's growing at an incredible rate. We're now for the first time, life expectancy is going down due to chronic disease. It just turned two years ago. It's sort of that constant up for the first time we're going down because of this epidemic of obesity, autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. And again, just think it's either toxicity or deficiency. And we're deficient in terms of vitamins. I think we're going to discover that in the next number of years. How many things are related to micronutrient deficiency and uh, mineral deficiency because we're not getting it in our well, you know, we used to get well waters or, or things that provided this in unusual ways or rich dirt. Those are missing. 
Um, and now you've, you've got food that has, frankly, a lot of chemicals sprayed on it and in our homes and environment. You think about carpets off-gassing. We've just got it. We're just inundated with it. And so we have to take every little step that we can to help to keep it, you know, this, this load, this burden that's been building uh, from getting too heavy. And that's what I love about this is you, you can find the things that your body is most susceptible to. It makes it a bit easier because it's, it's a tough world we're living in to be able to eat organic, eat local, eat clean. Um, it's just hard to do. And yet that is going to be, if I had one message, <laughs> that would be for people, you know, eat local, eat organic, eat clean on, on at any point that you possibly can. You know, I hear our listeners as you're describing all, and you're spot on that everything is like, I mean, that's what me and Nick believe in, right? Of what, what, how the world is right now. But I hear our listeners going, oh my God, what do I do? Like, how do I do this? But you just said it. This is a roadmap. This is helping give you direction as a parent, as a, an individual of what you need to work on, like you're saying. And then there's the essentials and, and that is the reality. I mean, you're speaking the truth there and and we do all we do need to get all the help that we can get and exactly. what a what a great way like you're saying just to get this done so that so you have a you have a compass you know to head in the right direction with everything well and it's super easy just so people don't think this is a blood test or something else it's it's mailed to your home and it's just a little cheek swab that's it i mean we have lots of our you know super fan clients who order the kit for the grandkids or for the kids and they swab the kids day 1 so that they have a sense of what it is that they need to support their kids. Um, you know, it's, it's just so easy to do. And for those who have done 23andMe, this is different. We, we only, we test 70 different areas of preventative day-to-day -day health, that things that influence your life day-to-day. -day. There's about two or three or four that overlap with 23andMe. 23andMe has great information because they look at um, more rare disease and single variant issues. And we don't test for that because your, your rare stuff won't kick into effect if you, don't, if you manage the day-to-day -day stuff. Uh, it's, it's, the stat is only 5% of diseases are causal genetics. And that's very, very rare. But l most of our illness is because we're not supporting our genetics in a proactive, positive lifestyle way. That's the essence of, of what's important. So we don't even worry about the rare diseases because we know that if you aren't looking after the day-to-day -day genes, the things most common in us, the most common variations that we deal with, like lactose and gluten and, and carbohydrates and fats, that that will create some of the um, health impacts. And so, again, it's easy to do. It, you know, you get the results. It's all online. You mail it in, all online, easy to review. It's done in red. I'm a biz person, so it's red and green. Green is good, red is bad. And then there's our set of recommendations um, and uh, in terms of what you can do that's very specific to your body. And it just gives you an area to focus on because it's hard to do, it's hard to do everything right. And we, you know, we want to have, we, you know, I love my glass of wine and I, you know, and, but I know I can only have one cup of coffee a day or I, I didn't realize that was the cause of all of my, a part of my stress when I was in the corporate world. I drink like five cups of coffee a day and oh my God, I thought there was something wrong with my heart. Oh, I mean, it was coffee, it turns out, which when I got my results, I went, oh, really? That's all it was. So one cup of coffee for me and that's it. So, so many easy little things that you can do. Well, that's, that's amazing because, you know, in, when we're hearing this story of toxicity and the, the body burns increasing, you know, the, the mortality rates, you know, or the, the age of, of uh, mortality is starting to, to decrease over the last couple of years 
it can it can it can feel really worrisome and to know that there are simple little tweaks that we can do to make or to move the needle in a much more profound kind of way this is vital information that, that we all need access to and well, i want to emphasize that in fact my goal now I absolutely know that having gotten into the, getting my DNA done and now being in this business of nutrition and health, I minimum have extended my lifespan 10 years, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely. But my goal now is 120 because if you understand how your body works, how nutrition and lifestyle play an impact, we, our bodies aren't meant to age. It's actually what we do to them that causes the aging. Mm -hmm. And so we've definitely got the ability to live much, much longer than we are. And we just have to combat some of the negative impacts. Of course, the big things being sugar and refined products and, and toxicity and chemicals. That's your, that's your bad stuff that's going to age you. If you can clean some of it up, live a cleaner life, you can extend. And your body wants to be healthy. And so even though I'm starting this you know, later than you guys are, I know and can see the changes in my health and in my well-being and, and how I can help my family. Um, and I, I, I actually know I'm definitely on the path of hundred plus, uh, but that would not have been the case. Like I, I missed a part of the story that the reason I got desperate is I was admitted to hospital and for two days of blood transfusions because my body had basically run out of the ability because I had no bees to process iron to get the oxygen and was so anemic. Uh, I ended up in hospital with my, a sitter at home with my kids and my husband out of town. And I'm going, you know, that's not the way to live. And this is in my 40s, like not okay. And I just see way too many people battling chronic disease and other things, and it's all solvable. And, you know, just that little bit of information gave me the key to my health. And I'm just trying to really work on this, you know, of being healthy. And believe me, I still eat chocolate and drink wine. Um, but I balance it out with, you know, having a you know cabbage soup for lunch today and some, you know, spinach and things for dinner. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's the amazing piece is that is this doesn't have to be hard. It's a simple test to do. It's it's sometimes and often very simple little lifestyle adjustments that can, you know, we can all develop over time. It doesn't have to happen all at once. Um, I was hoping that you could also speak to the different categories of testing because something we haven't touched on is some of the chronic illness, the most common chronic illness markers as well. There's a brain health section. There's a fitness section, which kind of tells us a little bit more about the type of exercise, how you build muscle, et cetera. So if you kind of break down some of the categories, I think that'd be helpful. For, helpful for Perfect. Actually, that's great. Thanks for asking that, Nick. Um, so we have four different tests that we group. The first one is diet. It's the most important. It's really the one I've focused the most on here. So we're looking at your macronutrients, your um, areas where food sensitivities, your vitamins, and that's just so critical. So we use that as the foundation. The second is we call kind of health power. And that's looking at detoxification genes, hormone genes, inflammation, and methylation, which is kind of the engine of the cell. It helps your cells know how to utilize the energy that you're, you're feeding them. Um, and that seems to be the underlying causes. We find when people have got a lot of problems there, they're starting to maybe deal with some in auto uh, autoimmune diseases or there's something you know they're having troubles getting pregnant or just not feeling that well um, when you don't manage inflammation and detoxification that's where you'll start to see cancers you know we have a lot of uh, clients who who are battling cancer and we try to go in and they'll go oh, look at that I've got terrible detoxification genes that probably did these things that you know meant my body was weaker so those four areas give a bit more of insight as well into managing your body. So those are our core. In addition, we look at fitness because uh, we work with a lot of athletes. 
and you can see whether you're more endurance or power related. They're a bit, um, if you're one, you're not always the other. So anybody who's a world-class sprinter, you won't have the other opposite gene. And uh, you can usually, I know when I got my results, you know, my, a lot of fitness trainers love to push to fatigue, you know, max weights. And, and it turns out I was completely, and I would just hate it. I'm an endurance type of person. I get muscle fatigue. And, but if you give me lightweight, you know, let me do 30 reps on lighter weights and I'm happy as a duck, but every trainer kind of worked with me backwards to my body and, and I actually didn't get as good results. I didn't recover all that well. I didn't feel great doing it. So you can learn um, a little bit about uh, tendons. I, you know, um, I've got the genes that you have to be more careful for uh, tendon uh, and um, ligament issues. So you need to do warm up. Uh, it might inform your reps. We can see your energy availability. Are you somebody who should eat? You know how they, you, people will say, oh, you have to eat before a workout. Well, I can tell you whether you really are the person who should eat before a workout or needs to replenish after a workout. And whether you're somebody who really will get good benefit from working out in terms of burning calories. And then we also look at blood pressure and um, uh, stroke and, and heart because there could be some hidden genes in there where, you know, I'll have somebody who they'll shown up really red, super athlete, but you know, they're, father dropped dead of a heart attack. Well, we want to be able to look at some of those things. So, and those, again, none, these aren't sinister genes. They're just things that are underlying that you want to have awareness of. So that's our fitness test. And then brain, I built that one because I wanted to know if I was at risk of Alzheimer's. And so we look at, um, at uh, Alzheimer's, concussion, emotional eating, depression, cortisol, and Parkinson's. And those are all special requests from people. And the Alzheimer's one, um, it turns out didn't have a problem, but I was shocked when I ran it for my kids that they are highly read. And I, they both suffered a concussion when they were young, and I saw how they struggled. And these Alzheimer's concussion are closely linked. And I saw how much they struggled recovering. And uh, I made a choice to pull my kids out of contact sports then as teens uh, because their risk of recovery is, uh, is just that much slower. And I can see that. And so... I like that panel, especially for parents and for kids who are athletes, that if you've got a high risk uh, in those areas, you just have to be so careful. And if they still want to do the sport and they ever do suffer an injury, you need to go into immediate extensive protocols to support the brain and the brain activity and the recovery. And there's been huge leaps in terms of concussion protocols, but there's just so much that you can do to support the brain. So that's another panel that I, I, uh, I really like. And I'm really supportive of parents taking a look at. David, go ahead. I know you got questions on it, buddy. Looks like he's frozen. Uh, you guys still there? And they don't have that. So uh, it's a good way to show them you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> You know, the brain power panel would be awesome for me to see. I've had seven concussions, so I'd be really curious to see what my what my panel looks like for the brain stuff because that's one of the concerns I have. So there's a gap for me that this is definitely some information that I, I really, really, yeah, send me my swab. Let's get yeah. it done. Yeah, well, you bet. I can tell you if you've had seven concussions and you, you've recovered, you're going to be okay because awesome. I can see it if you've had, it's when a person's had three You'll, and they've got that high red panel, we really see a slow recovery by the third, the third concussion. 
the first okay. year be okay. The second, by the third, you really have to be, do extensive work. So well, I'd like to think I can operate decently, Hanek. There's a lot of people that you can manage fine from it, but it's just, again, a good thing to know. It's just, no, no, absolutely. I'd really like to see my, I'd be yeah. curious. Yeah. Well, and we did set up a promotion for you guys. So Dr. Dads. Uh, so if somebody goes on to, there is actually a link that you can post on your website so that they go direct through from you um, and put in promo code Dr. Dads and they'll give you a hundred dollars off. Uh, we do always include consults for with the results just so that people can get walked through because it, it's a lot of information. And, uh, you know, there's, you should always have three to five takeaways and, and the, the things that are most important for you to be looking at for your unique genetics and your unique body. What an amazing gift. Did you hear that, everybody? Mm -hmm. Did you say 100 bucks off? That's yeah, awesome. 100 off. So the, uh, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and we're in Canada, and so Canadian pricing is uh, it's six ninety nine regular, so you can do it for five ninety nine. But you're getting seventy areas of testing. You won't get that through anywhere else. Uh, we do have a new offering where you can also go on and use your twenty three and Me or your ancestry data and get it for quite a lot cheaper because you're not going through the labs. But you do have holes. You're missing some data. About twenty percent of the data is missing, but you'll get a good kind of a window in. Uh, at least it lets you get started to see uh, what's of most important. So, so those are things that you can do. Thank you nice. for doing that, Lois. It's, it's really amazing for, for our listeners and just for us to, to get more hands-on experience with getting people um, this information in their hands. Uh, I was also, I was on the website too. And is it possible for people to just do a certain section as well? Yes. Yeah. So you can do any single test is 299 Canadian. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because the big part of the cost is, you know, we get your swab, they extract it, they replicate it, and it goes into the sequencing equipment. And so that, that first base cost is really the expensive part. And then when we add on, it's just a lot cheaper. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know what, you, you start off the story today, uh, I just want to kind of backtrack. And you talked about having twins. And you talked about, uh, you know, the different personalities, the things that, that were showing up. Uh, prior to doing their test, what did you notice on their test? Uh, did you see some variances in how they metabolize hormones or vitamins or what, what did that look like? Mm -hmm. Well, um, now some things just to share, because again, um, you know, having a, a transgender child, so a girl, a daughter, identical twins, one's a girl and one's a boy. Uh, you know, we, I, I've got this case study and I'm looking every single day to see what's epigenetics um, and what's nature and what's nurture. And I have to tell you, we, we have met the birth family. It's amazing to see me to see how much more is nature than we ever understood. And that we actually um, inherit epigenetic tags, which is why we get behavioral traits, which are similar to our parents, even in adoptive situations to their adoptive parents, why we get um, things that sports will run in a family or depression will run in a family. There's tags that can attach to the DNA and, and show how it's expressed. Trauma can be inherited. Uh, there's a lot of studies now going on, on trauma and how do you support you know, uh, that so you can break the cycle. And every remember that everything is plas there's plasticity. You inherit a set of genes, but the epigenetics are, are plastic. They, you can shift them. You can change it. Where our neural, can, everything can be shifted. It just takes effort and it takes work and it takes focus. So being committed can do that. So you asked about the kids. So the things with my kids that I mentioned that were clear is that they, they don't have the lactose gene and they do not have the alcohol gene. <laughs> so, 
they, it doesn't mean you can't do that. It just means you're going to pay a price. So, you know, they're kids, they want to go have pizza. So they get gut problems and they're, you know, they're 18. They want to go and experiment and drink with their friends. We say, make sure your friends know, because I'll tell you a story. The first time uh, my daughter went to a party, oh, mom, you know, it's just, we're just all hanging out. She calls me up uh, after a couple hours. Oh, mom, I've got the flu. Can you come and get me? Go and get her. And I think, oh, she'd never come from home from a party early, you know, so must have the flu. I pick her up and she's looking awful. And as I set her in my first and only new car ever, I look at her and go, oh, no, <laughs> this is something's not right here. Blah. <laughs> she she was drinking and her, her genes don't let her metabolize that very well. And my new car got christened. So you know, genes is not, you know, so alcohol gene is something I learned about. Uh, we watch their detoxification genes. That is someplace to watch. Um, I, my daughter has weaker hormone genes. So as we looked at birth control, uh, we are very, we have gone to, you know, I, I, I assume your, your listeners are fairly open on this stuff. We went to a non-hormonal based uh, birth control method for her. Uh, so, you know, those are just decisions that I've been able to make for my children uh, and they can, they have the information, they're teens, they'll choose, sometimes they follow and sometimes they don't. Uh, but, you know, we know that their bodies are better on a rice and a fish diet. We can just see that in their, in their genetics, uh, you know, and that's where, that's where their heritage came from. So those are some of the things that we, that we've learned uh, and that are supporting them. As I said, the concussion one came through. We're very careful. We do omegas now to support brain health. I see where their their you know their genes or their vitamins are weak, so D's need some help, and um, because they came from a high D environment, mm -hmm. it down regulated probably in their genetics coming from a tropical place, and so they just need more. So those are some of the the, the takeaways for for my kids. Mm -hmm. And and them being twins, like how much synergy was there? Like because we can speak to the here's twins, and there's still a lot of variance in in how they look uh, from one one twin. Yeah, absolutely. So the the I mean, their, their genetics are identical and now it's all around how you layer on and I can see it when one's eating healthier and one isn't. So my son, you know, isn't eating as healthy now. He's breaking out a bit more. Um, you know, when my daughter's paying attention and, uh, you know, depends if she's on the lactose kit or kick or not, I can see the differences in them. Um, a different topic though, is just in terms, because I, I, to mention is that our, our, who we are, our physical body develops in the first trimester. Um, but our identity ident develops in the second trimester. And so they do, you know, you can have, you know, a, a female body that has a boy brain. That is, you know, we're learning now that that is perfectly possible and that you could be attracted, you know, on a completely anywhere else on the spectrum. And so those are, there's links into genetics, but there's also links into chemistry. There's links into stress and how hormones and work and stress hormones and other things were experienced in the uplines of your family genetically up to seven generations. Also in utero and the stress that the mother and the father would have felt has impacts uh, and both positive and negative. And so again, for anybody looking to be a parent, I cannot tell you how important it is to be for both parents to be eating well, focused on um, low stress environments, looking after your bodies. And then you will bless your children uh, with the healthiest opportunity uh, in utero and also um, as, as, you know, in, in treating and managing that. The other area of study that I'm in right now is, uh, is, is how your thoughts impact your genetics. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm pretty shocked at how much what you think changes the expression, that the epigenetically affects how your genes express themselves. You can truly believe yourself healthy. 
And the studies are just piling up around how important that is. So, you know, be, we know people who are positive and optimistic live seven to eight years longer. And we're now being able to test that epigenetically to see what's happening. And so, you know, the other thing you can do for yourself is just look after yourself, be kind to each other, you know, be healthy, be positive, and just knowing and believing in, in health will actually make a difference for your genes as well. Oh, such a powerful message. David, what do you got for us, buddy? Powerful, man. I want to, I want to get mine done. <laughs> I can't we're gonna, wait. We're going to get oh, a no. in the mail to you. I can, we can send anywhere yes. around the world, of course. So it's coming oh, in the mail awesome. to you. Super easy for you to do with any of your clients. I, I, for me, the, I love when I see naturopaths use this first as one of the tools and then it, all of the other work builds on it. So Yeah. Well, can you, can you give us, uh, we're going to get a link to the pep website. We're going to send out in our show notes the affiliate link so people can access the, the code and, and get $100 off. Um, you've got a handle on, on social media. and If you can just sort of list off all the different places uh, people can find you, that'd be... Sure. I mean, we're at we're DNA Power Inc. So at DNA Power Link, you'll find at uh, Inc. You'll find us on you know LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and then we're you know DNAPower.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you come through our website, just put it was referred through Doctor Dad's, or you guys have a direct link uh, that uh, clicks through as well. And we'd be delighted to to work with you and share this fantastic information. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, you know, there's so many more questions that we've got for you. So, and I mentioned this before, Lois, we'll have to get on another call and then we can show some of uh, our DNA uh, test results so that people can see what it looks like because the visual and the power and simplicity of the DNA power test has been far superior to any other test that I've, and I've looked at a number of different genetic testing and it wasn't until we, we saw yours that we actually got interested in doing more of these. So, um, you know, you, this is a, you're doing it right, and it's and it's really amazing to to bring the complexity of genetics into a very simple, easy to digest, easy to utilize format. And the fact that you guys have got, um, you know, people can help coach people through this process, including the doctors that are helping patients get access to it. So, exactly. it's a uh, you know, hats off to you guys for doing something so important like this. And it's, yeah. uh, and yeah. it is that this gets aired before Christmas. It's great for Christmas, and it's oh. also great for health in the new year. So there you go. Um, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Really, give, give the gift of health. <laughs> and I, you know, again, I do look at so many different things. DNA should always be your starting point. Start yeah. with that roadmap, and then you can build on it from there. I would say that, again, as, as well, doctors haven't got quite as much experience with it, but naturopaths do uh, in terms of using that and looking at the body in a whole holistic system. So it's just one of the tools that helps give you this window into how you can live and be your healthiest. And we should all have long, healthy lives. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah, it was perfect. I mean, we talked, touched on longevity, detox, uh, weight management, um, prevention strategies, you know, concussions, you know, what, what kind of more serious chronic illnesses, autoimmune conditions. I mean, it, it addre it's addressing everything essentially. And, you know, this is a, a really powerful place for people to start. So um, it's been an honor to have you on the show, Dr. Lois. And uh, David, any closing remarks for us other than we know you want to get a DNA test? <laughs> well, Lois, thank you so much. This was, I had a lot of fun today. Learned a lot and I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Terrific. Thanks so much, guys. Keep Thanks, doing what guys. you're doing. Take care. Thanks, Lois. Bye.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.